0: Welcome to Chatting About Change with Dr. Jim Maddox. I'm a professor, OD consultant, and change strategist, helping individuals and organizations experience life to the fullest and engaging in positive transformational change. In addition to this podcast, please check out my latest book, Embracing Resistance to Change, Facilitating Change Differently Through the Paradox of Resistance, available now through Amazon and barnesandnoble.com. hello and welcome to another episode of chatting about change with Dr Jim Maddox today I'm visiting with Kristen and Ted Kacs who are uh, currently residing back home in Michigan but I got to know both of them uh, several years ago from doing some uh, volunteer work with an organization called remember up in uh, the Pine Ridge area up in South Dakota so uh, welcome Ted and Kristen um, I'll just I'll just kind of let let you all just tell a little bit of your background and tell a little bit of your story, and we'll just kind of let the conversation flow.
1: Sure, thanks, Jim. Thanks for having us, and uh, thanks for being a participant at the Remember organization over all these years that the uh, organization has been in existence. You know, one one note I want to point out first uh, first off in this podcast is that we lost the founder. Uh, of the organization, one of the original founders, uh, Reverend Keith Titus. He passed yesterday, as a matter of fact, at 83 years old. And it was his vision um, and his idea um, to put this program together for the benefit of people who come out to the reservation um, and learn and listen and do and hear um, that uh, you know, we all benefited from it over the years Um, the organization started in 1998 when him and a businessman friend came out there and said wow we could do so much good here um than going to mexico or other places there's a need right here in the middle of this country um and and that's been part of the program the other is is the educational aspect of the program uh that benefits so many um who come there and learn and listen. And you can also speak to that, I'm sure, over the years that you and your family members have been coming. And uh, Kristen and I have, uh, have made it part of our journey in life uh, to be a part of this program. Uh, and we started out in 2000... 2003. 2003. It was our
2: first year to volunteer. Oh. Yeah, wow. and we went, oh, every year thereafter, one week or maybe two weeks and different different times a week each time and then all of a sudden Ted was on the board president of the board and um, he found that out through the newsletter (laughs) 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 isn't that a way to become the board's president (laughs) (laughs) is is uh so and then it just went from there from uh more volunteering and immersion in the program and and just to let you know, uh, Remember um, is uh, an outreach uh, program to the community in Pine Ridge Reservation to the Lakota, Oglala Lakota Sioux, who are some do not even have a bed to sleep on. And um, and it started out building bunk beds for those folks. And it kind of morphed into uh, just steps into your the homes, wheelchair ramps, uh, 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 covering up a hole in the floor in the home. Um, and, um, and, oh, something as basic as a toilet, but an outhouse because many people don't have indoor, indoor bathrooms, let alone plumbing, let alone electricity and running water. So outhouses are are a commodity, hot commodity, there, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So that's that's what this program, since 1998, has been doing, is um, bringing in volunteers to not only learn about the community and the the Sioux and the history, but also to build a relationship with uh, the Lakota in the community, and. Um, and gosh, gosh, gee, it it struck a chord, a big chord, in both of our hearts.
0: So, yeah, I love the word "remember." Can you talk about? I your words can describe it so much better than what I could do in terms of just what the meaning of that word "remember" is.
1: Well, Keith, as a uh, as a pastor, you know, had a vision that 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 something was broken, and to fix that we have to remember put back that which is broken and that was the well, kind of like the gist of, of putting this organization together not just to go out there and do things uh, but to be there as well and listen to the stories um, listen to the life ways listen 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 and and i know if you've been out there you know our our the main purpose was to come out and and listen because you can't fix things as a volunteer to come out there. You could be part of the program, but to listen is probably the most important job you have out there because you're gonna hear stories. You're gonna walk away with, this is unbelievable that something like this could be happening in the middle of this country, the richest, brokest country in the world as I used to say out there. But at the same token, uh, it's a beneficial program that whoever comes through the doors out there walks away with a better understanding of these people, these indigenous people, these first inhabitants of this land. Um, um, And you'll understand what has happened to them. And it's it's worthy to hear that because you won't find it in a history book anywhere. So it's their real stories. And it's really been a good journey for us, so to speak. And And it continues to this day. So to be there instead of do there is one of Keith's little phrases uh, to stand with the people, you know, because some of his other words, you know, it's sad that, that we've lost, lost him as a person. But I think the Remember Organization, LeVon, um, you know, far past our times, at least we hope so, um, that, that the story can continue because it is a, a remarkable story, you know, and it catches you and it surprises you. Um, but some people just don't get it, but the ones who do, I think, benefit the most, um, from just going there and being there. And that, that's what's sustained us through all these years and, uh, keeps that program running. Kind of yeah. interesting.
0: Yeah. I was one that didn't, didn't get it initially how I came upon it. My kids, when they were in high school and, and the oldest was getting ready to leave for college, they wanted to do some type of service trip
1: mm-hmm. and
0: and so my vision of that was oh that they would have to go to you know mexico or some developing country and my kids did the research and they're like no there's needs here in the in the united states mm-hmm. we found this place in in south dakota mm-hmm. and so i checked it out and i'm like that looks that looks right up what they were hoping for so we sent them, just the kids without any adult supervision,
2: Whoa. and
0: and uh, and it just it had a huge impact on them. Um, they came back, and my youngest son, um, Jake, who was, I think he was, fifteen at the time, just said it was just life transforming. He's like, "Dad, you need to go," and and I was just like, I I didn't really get it. They told me stories it it really touched, touched my heart, but I still didn't really get it until I went there. I, so Jake and I went the next summer, just him and I, and it was, yeah, it, it was life-changing mm-hmm. and, and just in a very, just profound way. And so, um, and it, yeah, and it didn't, it's impacted my kids as well. And so, um, the, the type of work they're doing now in their late twenties and thirties is. Mm, that's amazing uh, work from the heart. And so, um, yeah. So, I mean, they're all doing things service oriented and, um, it's, it's, you know, it's touching as a parent to see your kids. I bet having, having kind of a valued center approach to how they're living their lives. That's cool.
1: Well, it does touch young and old. um, um you know, cause there are people who come mm-hmm. there who, Okay, okay, when do we start working? You know, like, well, wait, 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 just slow down. You know, There's much more than just this working stuff. Well, that's what I came here for. Well, we know that, but uh, you're not going to work today or tomorrow. You're going to hear some stuff first and then go from there. And, you know, setting that person up, you know, and slowing them down so they can take the stuff in is, is really, really part of the program as well. Which sometimes it's hard to corral people like <laughs> that. But uh, they, they thank us at the end of the week um, with words such as, Ted, I didn't know. And, that's the, you know. and that's the reward that, you know, if you work there, if you're an executive director there, if you're the cook there, if, you know, you're the secretary in the office, when you see people's faces and mannerisms change by the end of the week, you know, you've got them. So I wish we could nationalize this program so to speak
0: yeah i i remember one of the trips that i was there and it wasn't really that different than some of my initial comments was like i remember when my kids came back and it was and i was kind of asking well why do they stay on the reservation Mm -hmm. you know and 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 i just had to really do a lot of like research and soul searching and educate myself and I remember one of the volunteer trips where there was a, a a woman who probably was, I don't know, maybe 40. She made that comment during the first opening evening in the small group discussion, just said, you know, I don't understand why they just stay here that, you know, and why they don't go and, and get jobs in the city and just, you know, and, and I didn't say anything. And, and as the week evolved during the last night of, of sharing, she wept. And just shared how her heart had just been completely transformed. I mean, in terms of how she had, how how you know misjudged um, the whole process or the whole cu- the culture, the people, um, you know, the 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 simplistic solutions that she had in her mind,
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, and it just and I thought that's that's the power of this organization. That's the power of of listening. Mm-hmm. That's the well, know, one thing.
1: One thing, we're, we're not there to change things. Um, we've, we've kind of goofed up that process and you're trying to tell people what to do um, since day one. You know, when, when the uh, folks went from the East Coast to West Coast and, and changed things, you know, radically, um, threw away their language, threw away their spirituality, their customs, you know, everything, uh, ruined the society and 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 they and they're coming back you know they're they're capturing their language they're, they're especially the younger kids they they're they're getting it that they have to know who they are and how important that is and where they came from but but without the anger with the healing component that is put into it by the elders and you know we've been through a lot but it's not going to it's it's not going to benefit us if we if we get angry we have to we have to move on. We have to forgive. We have to forgive, but not forget. But uh, remember who we are and be proud of that, you know, because we tried to take that away from them so many times. And and, and, I, and I think the healing process, which I've experienced, and so has Chris, a lot of our volunteers, because our our speakers are were so important in, in instilling that in our minds that you know, yeah, we been through a lot, but um, we are trying to heal. You know, as a culture, as a as a, a species, so to speak. And, uh, but then we're coming back. So, and that's what I think is another learning aspect of remember that you get, um, you know, from sitting and talking and listening to the speakers that we have, which, uh, which are really great people out there taught us a lot.
0: Yeah. I've always come away feeling like I have taken away a lot more than I gave. And I think that it, you know, I've taken groups of graduate students to um, short term consulting projects abroad, one in one in Bolivia and one in Ghana and one in, in um, Ecuador. And right away, I, I share with the students, we're not going there to, to fix them. We're not going there to tell them how to, to run whatever organization we're working with. We're there to learn. We're, we're there. There to share, you know, to share ideas, to, you know, learn from each other. And, um, and, and we're role, our role is, is, is kind of process facilitators. We're not coming in with some expertise to tell them how to fix their business or how to fix their organization. And the students, most of them get that, but there's some that are kind of taken aback. They're like, well, I, you know, I thought we were going in to fix them (laughs) or I thought we were going in to like help them, you know, get into the, to the first world, you know, from from the third world that they you know it's like well first of all I don't like the word third world I I use the word developing countries um, or or oppressed countries but um but yeah and and I think that one of the powerful things about um remember and and just learning from the the indigenous people there is it's it's really a microcosm of of what is happening globally yeah of just um, um different dominant cultures and uh, other cultures and indigenous people from around the the the, the globe Yeah. So, um to me it's 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 one one example of, of what that type of, of learning can be
2: yeah
1: it's funny you know all these indigenous people around the world have a similar story to tell uh, but we as westerners have not taken the time to slow down and you know getting back to that point of listening and you'll find that uh, if it's the aboriginal in australia or the uh, Lakota on the plains in the united states or or some other country their stories are similar you know the western expansion the western culture the colonialism um kind of really screwed things up you know
2: i describe pine ridge and my experience you know how um was it jake that said dad you need to go because it was really hard for him to explain yeah it's, it's really hard difficult it's like an onion you peel a dead layer and there's more dead layers until you get to the quote-unquote core or the fruit of it it takes forever because there's so many layers to you have to talk about. It. You have to understand. Um, it, it, it's, it's sort of like uh, us sending somebody home to here in Grand Haven, Michigan to do their own bandages. But there you have to go, is there running water? Do they have soap? do they have, you know, I mean, it's, it's big. It's, it's huge. It's, oh, how did you even get to the clinic today? Do you have a vehicle? They don't have public transit. It's just huge. And that's just a, kind of a lame way of explaining this onion effect. But um, I I found it as a volunteer, I found it as a healthcare provider at Indian Health Service and just as an onlooker. It's it, it, it's like the question, why don't they just, but you've got to peel all those onion layers away and then you go get to the corners like, oh, that's why you can't just leave. I don't know if that makes sense. That's my will
0: Yeah. Yeah. It, and it's like saying to somebody, well, why don't you just, you, you've you lived in, you know, I live in Arkansas now. You lived in Arkansas your whole life. You're, you know, third or fourth generation. Why don't, why don't you move to Denmark? Right. I, exactly. Why? I have no history there. I don't know the language. I don't know the culture. I don't have the resources to get there. And And why would I do that? That's not, that's not who I am. That's not, that's not no. my, my life. that's, that's not and, where
2: your family's at either. Yeah.
0: Um, and, uh, and they may not like
1: you to begin with, so yeah. and that's a big part of it. you know the, the racism factor comes in into play with the, with the uh, Native Americans and, and you know, they realize it. you know, they're not wanted in some areas, and they stay out of those areas, which is sad. you know It's sad for, for both sides because there, there's so much, so much baggage there to carry You know, when you cast such hate in your heart for somebody, it's like,
0: oh, let it go. Yeah, it doesn't seem like a a sport season goes by that there's not incidents with some of the um, tribal high schools, like traveling to Rapid City or or other places off the reservation. And the the stories are just horrible and heartbreaking.
1: Border towns and and things and, and what they're discovering now, you know, from the boarding school episodes and things like that uh that's tough it's tough to swallow and and people who were part of it are going really that really happened and it's like yes it did you know so so what do you do about it you know you have to heal for heal from those terrible things and atrocities that happen uh, but you can't forget it that's for
0: sure yeah and i think that's the power of the volunteers like you said the listening yep. um, it's you know uh, the 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 people of the reservation have not had a voice. They've not had anybody to listen to them, to listen to their stories, to validate their existence and being there. And, you know, I think some of the most impactful things that I remember is not so much, you know, building a bunk bed or, or skirting a trailer, but the conversations with the people while you're at the trailer or, or the, you know, playing frisbee with a kid in the front yard, or you know, talking to them about their dog, uh, mm-hmm. and just showing that there's somebody that is listening, that hears them. You know, to be seen. It's, it's those, are,
1: like, those are the most important conversations that that you could have as a volunteer. You know, to go out there. Yeah, no doubt. Ooh.
0: Yeah. yeah. So there was a little girl that came up to Jake and I. We were skirting the trailer and. And she came there at lunch, you know, and and she was super excited because there were some vegetables. And she's like, she never got vegetables. So she wanted to know if she could have some of the, you know, the celery and carrots. And Jake Jake was like, a little kid, that's what they go for. Because she doesn't get that. Mm. I was like, yeah. And then she asked, she asked Jake and I, she said, have you ever seen a dead person? And she said, my sister died last year. (laughs) And she started talking about her little sister that passed away and Jake was just, yeah, it just really stuck with him.
1: Heartbreaking story to hear. But, you know, after 20, this is our 24th year on the reservation as far as an organization. Uh, So it's got tenure. It's got, um, uh, it's got some momentum behind it. Um, And we are accepted, you know, as a, a group that walks the walk and talks the talk. And it's uh, it's taken a long time for Remember to get that. And I think one thing, and we're not knocking religion or anything like that, we're not a church, so to speak. We have to remind folks out there that we, we're a 501c3 nonprofit organization that comes out and stands with uh, the, the people on the reservation. Because uh, there are a lot of people who go out and do mission work, but it's got an underlying <laughs> purpose to you know transpose or transform the person that is going to get a message from these people that you have to do this in order for me to give you that and um that's what we don't do and to have an organization founded by a a preacher and not go out and preach is is really unique um because that's what he saw that was the biggest mistake that we did it in the beginning anyways the institutions that went out there and tried to change the people, they are who they are and we have to let them be who they are and we have to learn from that. So um, that's why I remember it's such a strong and important part of the reservation, important part of tribal relations, uh, important part um, from North, South, East and West. And people by golly, they like us out there, but it's taken a long time to get to that. Without us, um, things I think would be a lot different on the reservation because we do so much in relationship to housing, in relationship to needs of wheelchair ramps, as Chris said earlier, um, and just basic necessities that, that Indian um, housing cannot take care of because they have their own set of problems as a tribal organization that they're working on. Because these are the people who we take care of are the ones who... Who don't get the trickle down from the tribe, who are out in the hinterlands and you know, the faraway places on the reservation that nobody visits, and, and we're there, we're there, we, we continue to be there. So it's a great group well,
0: the, of people. The, the, the vastness of the area, you know, at like Kristen, like the area the, the hospital serves, um, and you know, and just how far you have to drive to go to um, a lumber store, you know, mm-hmm. like. Lowe's or, or a home Depot or or Walmart I guess the what the closest Walmart's in rapid city uh
1: Chadron that's actually Nebraska you know sixty miles away
0: oh I know. keep forgetting shadron's to the south there yeah
1: so but you, know, you got to look at it we have convenience stores we have uh, seven gas stations on the reservation and it's the size of Connecticut it's like people go really what do people do Well they go to the convenience stores and you know that's why there's such a such a need for in our feather two um, arena to bring and grow and change people from the inside through food and introduce them to the things that they haven't been uh, given through the commodity program that the government you know sources out to the reservation and other reservations around the United States you know the fruits and vegetables that uh, that are needed.
0: Yeah, when you when you look at the the main staples of food that are available at those convenience stores it's it's easy to see the connection to diabetes sure and and other health health issues that are very much diet related yep
1: cheetos and pepsi terrible scenario so not not making light of it but uh you know the introduction to uh to growing the needs of the community is really important that's what uh, the remember program is focusing on next uh, through the uh, through the land that we're, we're working on, uh, which is really important, the growing of good vegetables and bringing back the indigenous uh, items that are always in those areas, the, the choke cherries, the uh, buffalo berries, the wild plums and, and things like that that benefit so many people in so many ways. So really important that uh, we tune in those areas
0: as well yeah my my daughter spent one of the days or a couple of the days of her volunteer uh, trip this summer at feather two working in the garden and
1: i was was with her and i put her to work she did a great
0: job (laughs) here's i was here's what floored me she shared later um with uh with me because she lives in colorado in la junta which is in the middle of of um, uh, Southeast Colorado, it's in the, in the back range or front range, depending on which way you look at it. She went back home and asked the landlord to rototill up part of her yard. So she could put it in a garden.
1: Good for her.
0: So, so she started gardening and I was like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. I just, yeah, she's had no interest in growing anything, whether house plants or outside, but she was just like, I want to garden. Oh, and so thank you for that, Ted. (laughs) Oh,
2: my word. That's so cool. Uh,
0: Yeah. So, yeah, she realized that that the stuff that she eats doesn't just come from Panda Express or (laughs) (laughs) Taco Bell.
1: (laughs) Well, as an organization, we thought that, you know, we've done so many things over the years and um, we thought this was the next best thing to do and it's really caught on reservation where other groups and other organizations are are doing just that uh, starting um, the capacity to grow things on the reservation because you have to drive so far to get you know, to get the uh, vegetables and things that you need you know about the the closest thing that you get to things uh, like that or is at subway there's only one of them in pine ridge and, People are amazed when somebody walks in and says, wow, I haven't seen a cucumber in 10 years, you know. So it's kind of interesting. Uh, <laughs> but to, to start the young kids um, in the growing process is really amazing because their eyes just light up when, when they see a bean grow out of the dirt or, or a pumpkin or corn. Because uh, these are the things that they were never taught or had the opportunity to learn uh, on how to do and um, it's just basic stuff and they used to be hunters and gatherers in their past and to bring some of those things back where they can provide for themselves is really important uh, that that be brought up and and let them handle it because we can't fix the things that are broken out there but we can stand with them and, and maybe give them an idea here there and let them run with it you know and, and the younger generation seems that it's worthy and it's catching on uh, in the schools, um, in, the, uh, in the elder programs, uh, at the community action program centers. You know, there's gardens popping up all over the place. And uh, if remember was a part of that, making that happen, well, so be it. We're just happy for that. So, really good, good stuff.
0: So uh, Kristen, talk a little bit about some of the uh, cuz your your background is in as is in healthcare as a as a nurse practitioner yeah. talk a little bit about kind of the the healthcare challenges or or kind of what what you've kind of experienced as a healthcare well, professional
2: Yeah thanks um, one thing I uh, well several things I alluded to earlier um, <clears throat> a lot of issues that people don't have um, functional transportation. Either they don't have money to put gas in their car, or the uh, the vehicle's not functional, so they can't always make it to the clinic. Um, sometimes they just can't come to the clinic, and um, you try to reach them, and uh, or you try to reach them to follow up on a a scan or a lab test, and they don't have money to put minutes in their phone and so you can't reach them to share with them their results and sometimes their phone has been sold to somebody else because they need the money who knows for food um so those that's kind of a scratching the surface of that sort of system systemic thing that goes on Um, So if they get to the clinic, um, I alluded to the dressing changes. Some people really don't have running water. Uh, some people do not know how to read. Um, and so writing instructions down, verbalizing instructions, you have to get a creative way of reminding them how to do something, um. Not them, not everybody, of course. Um, Another challenge is the turnover rate of healthcare providers at the hospital uh, and in the clinics. Um, I mean, you and I know what our story's about. Our stories are long and and sometimes uh, fraught with uh, convolutions, well, it's hard to tell your story to a new person over and over and over. And, and so when you have a turnover of healthcare providers, they get uh, mistrustworthy of the system, their health system, why they're viewing themselves sometimes as why can't we get a healthcare provider that values being here, values us and, and keeps returning. Why do we have to have somebody new all the time? That's hard, and that that um, it fuels the mistrust, anyways. Especially if you are a person who is white, because how many injustices did how many white people did way back when? So that's a little bit of something that goes on. Healthcare professionals. The turnover rate with that, um, the reading, the what is in the home, what kind of support systems in the home? If they can't read, if they need help, do they have help in the home? Um, sometimes the the spouse is the spouse to the patient is very ill. Um, sometimes they don't have refrigeration.
0: I was just going to say, yeah, if you've got insulin that you need to keep refrigerated and you don't have electricity.
2: Yep. Yep. So um, there was so much that, believe it or not, Jim, you know what? I thought because I was a volunteer, I understood I didn't until I was in the healthcare system there, and that was a whole nother layer of that onion I was telling you about. Be it um, learning about the ways of life in the homes, of learning about the ways of life and the processes in a healthcare system that was different than the healthcare systems that I were, came from. Um, uh, we look forward to October first every year because that's when the government filled the pot back up for the Indian Health Service. That's when the the Indian Health Service could do that CAT scan that we've been waiting for six months to get because there hasn't been money in the pot. Um, just things like that that I I it just blew me away, um, but. In all of that, I happened to run across a patient of mine at the hospital in Martin, right? Mm -hmm. And she ended up being a patient of mine at Indian Health, but she was working in Martin and ran into her that day that our group was there. And what a joy. So there are people that you know what, the Oglala, Lakota people are very resilient. They are uh, challenge and challenge, but they are so resilient. And that taught me a lot. Hmm. That taught me a lot.
0: Doc, um, So the, the, um, the college that's there, uh, and I'm trying to remember the name of the college. Oglala, um, Lakota? Yeah, oh. yeah. Oh that they have, they have some healthcare programs. So they, um, how was that, is that helping in terms of staffing of, of the, the kind of the, and I use the word system loosely, because I know one of the things, some of the classes I've taught around healthcare, um, leadership and, and the, you know, it's kind of like, oh, the, we use the word system loosely, because it's not a very functioning system. And, and then I just want to point out, Oh, if you think that the healthcare system is not functioning as a system, go on to one of the reservations and, right.
2: Right.
0: and, and um, you'll, see, you'll see it even more so.
2: To speak about the college, they have a nursing program and they the, their program actually is housed right across from the Indian Health Service Hospital in Pine Ridge proper. Um, the actual OLC college on Pine Ridge is in the town of Kyle,
0: mm-hmm.
2: which is about 60 miles away from mm. Pine, the town of Pine Ridge. I do believe they might have a, um, speaking of in the healthcare um, themed, I think they might have the ability to be a, a medical coder classes uh, and certification. I think you can also get, um, like a Head Start certification, um, medical assistant, and maybe a lab tech certification. Above that, um, I don't. There's, I don't think there's anything more than that with the healthcare theme.
0: So that, that... And,
1: that's, and that's due in part to getting the, the proper teachers in there to right. you know, to teach education and things like that. There are okay. some courageous people in the in those in those positions that are out there that are dealing with some really extraordinary circumstances to you know serve the health of the people and education of the people who want to be in healthcare um, it's it's pretty sad um, one of your doctor friends you know somebody says well the system is broken and what is, what did what did doctor dave say
2: he said we need to blow it up and start over <laughs>
1: Because it was never broken. Because,
2: yeah,
0: (laughs) yeah, it's something can't be broken if it was never functioning to begin with. Exactly.
1: Exactly. Which is uh,
0: it's it's basically functioning the way it was almost set up to. Truly. Which is you know
1: it's a crazy place and people say well why do you keep going back I mean doesn't it mess with your mind and things like that. Yeah, it does. But uh, it's a great feeling that you walk away with that, uh, that says you've learned something. They have taught you something that you didn't know from the past. And you have to deal with it. And maybe you can help make change on the reservation, um, which we instruct our volunteers to do. You know, be that change, make the change. Um, you know, stand with the Oglala Lakota people on the Pine Ridge Reservation and any other reservation that has problems that uh, um, that are there, because you know it's one of the poorest counties in the United States, if not the poorest, depending on what year uh, or what budget they have. Uh, they have the worst healthcare system. They've got more more problems with with anything else, but. Like I said before, there are courageous people there who are hanging in and, and trying to make a change. And, uh, and all we can do as a, as a functioning organization is to help them do it, to stand with them, to encourage them because they have to make the change themselves. And that's the most important thing that you walk away from uh, when going to remember and it's, going to the register.
2: It's serving alongside them. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, one of one of my heroes in my field is a is a um guy by the name of Edgar Schein, who is he's in his 90s. He's written multiple books, but his his area is on organizational change and organizational culture. And he he developed a, a model that he calls process consulting. And 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 the basis of that is that um we can only help a system to help itself, that um, we can't intervene and and fix a system from the outside. It's uh, uh, and every system is equipped um to to know what it needs and, mm-hmm. and often then needs um resources and facilitation, but um the solutions really are are inherently in the system. And so mm-hmm. but they're um and so I I think so much of his approach is just resonates so much with um with the work that you're both doing and and the work that you're both speaking about, and so
2: um, I remain hopeful. Yeah.
0: Um, amid amidst all the suffering, amidst all the the heartache, the the you know the the atrocities, the just the some of the abuse and misunderstandings that still continue, and the oppression that still continues, um, I, I'm still choosing to be optimistic. Yes. We're hopeful, Yes. As are we. So,
2: you know, I, I, what I've seen two, two positive things. The Indian Health, the tour I did at Indian Health Hospital, it felt, the atmosphere felt more positive, Jim, than I've noticed before. And, you know, I just, I just felt that. I, I'm so thrilled at that. The other thing is the tribe recognizes, remember. Um they have spoken to members of the community saying we can't help you but call remember. And that's big. And see if remember can help or serve or provide or whatever. And I, I'm that that to me is fueling optimism big time.
0: Yeah. Um I'll just, um, I, I know you met my daughter, Kate, you know, she, she's a fourth grade teacher in a very poor town in Colorado. Um, just her heart has been touched by, you know, by you all. Um, my middle son, um, is in the volunteer area, um, and works with youth and, um, and does, he's a very political activist. um, my oldest son's a high school special ed teacher wow. and then my youngest son jake who uh, went to pine ridge there he's in his third year law school at stanford Wow! and and he's his internships the last two summers have been with nonprofits out in california with um migrant and immigration work Very and so cool. he he wants to do uh non-profit stuff and so um he's, he's an idealist and we need, we need idealists. That's awesome. So, yeah, so I, I, I thank you all for, you've, you've had a real impact on my, my kids' journeys. And so uh, I appreciate that. And you've had a real impact on, on my journey as well. And so I look forward to um, getting to see you both face-to-face again. Hopefully our paths will Connect oh, um, up definitely. at up at the reservation, or um, I, Terry and I may just make a road trip up to Michigan and look you up. Oh, there you go. please do! That'd be fun. Crash your retirement party, yeah, absolutely. Sure.
1: Well, as as a, a an Aboriginal person once said, he said, "You know, pick a road, any road, follow it, follow it for the rest of your life. There's no expectations. There's just possibilities. When you oh. leave.
0: I like that. I'm going to write that one down. Um, yeah. And that Keith Titus, I read the email um, about his passing and it had that passage that he wrote. And uh, Terry and I read that several times last night, just aloud to each other back and forth. Like, this is so powerful. Yeah. Just what a, a great perspective and uh, of just a, a philosophy of life. And so, yeah, yeah.
1: So go to remember.org, find out more. Um, for those who are interested, come out and experience a trip like no other because it is a life-changing experience. Uh, come to the reservation. It's a great place. You're safe. Uh, and you'll walk away with a changed heart and a happy heart. And uh, we guarantee it. Right? We do. We guarantee
2: Thank you.
0: And I, I echo that. So, well, Ted and Kristen, thank you so much for your time today. Um Gosh, I think this may have set the record for our longest chat, but um, but it's been fun catching up. Absolutely,
2: thank you, thank you for thank what you
0: both. do. All well, the best. Well,
1: thank you. been the word, Jim. We really appreciate it.
0: You bet. Well, take care. Have a have a great rest of your day. With and them. you as
2: well. Thanks a lot for your flexibility and and
0: meeting with uh, us. I appreciate your your patience and getting this scheduled. So, take care. They say. you've enjoyed listening to chatting about change with dr jim maddox if you want to connect more you can follow me on twitter instagram or facebook and at my website dr thanks for listening